The beauty of a really good produced recording is that it it kind of cements the story and that that then resonates with people. So let's talk about it. Hey, I'm Craig from the Dot of That Studio and I'm talking to musicians who want to become artists, musicians who want to have a real go at doing music for a living and to do that uh, independently without labels and without a ton of money. Well, welcome. This is the third video in this series of songwriting where we're looking at being creative inside the box. We hear about being creative outside of the box. Now, we've kind of been looking at uh, a set of guidelines that we can have for ourselves when we're songwriting so that we can be as creative as we can but within a sort of framework that basically tells story and brings our listeners along uh, to story. The same way that movies do it, the same way that books do it, the same way that our favorite artists do it. A fear I work through all the time with artists is that they don't really want a big produced sound because they don't want their live performance to be underwhelming in comparison to their production. Um, which, And I try to talk people through this all the time because I think once you... Once you do a production and you kind of sell your story, your story sticks with people. So then when you play that song live, there's a connection there that your recording is built, that this production and story and all this, this journey that we've taken on, this emotion that we've helped them to feel, they've, it's kind of stuck with them and they can translate that into a live performance really, really well. So I'll give you an example of this. If we like, we love a movie, right? We've seen it a couple of times. We resonate with the story. So we've gone through that journey. We've felt we've felt the character's um, heartbreak and then we've felt their joy and we're kind of along the ride with them. A couple of years down the track, if someone mentions that movie, you can just be like, oh, and you, you can bring back those feelings, right? You can bring back that, oh, I love that movie. And you don't have to go through it again and feel all those things the same way that you did. You can just enjoy and reminisce about it because you, the story is now within you. The story has been passed on to you. So you carry that without having to go through that. So, you know, that's why we respond so well to movie quotes or memes about movies or that sort of thing because we can just instantly resonate with the story. So I think with our music, that's exactly the same way. If we can do this great production, we can put this recording out there. People are going to, our audience is going to connect with that and make that a part of them. So then when we do that live, we're reconnecting what we've already kind of planted, you know, so they can they can sing along to our song, hearing the rest of it, feeling the rest of it, knowing the story because they've connected with that with our recording. So if you've got a massive, massive budget, you can pull this off live. You know, you can bring, you can have the full band, you can do, you know, you can have a, a pro mixer and automation, the whole thing so that your song comes through like that in a kind of grand production. It's so much easier to do that in the studio. Then when we get to live, we're still bringing in the dynamics. We're still adding the tension and the parts are the same. The structure's still the same, all that. But if your live performance doesn't have all the bells and whistles, your story still comes across. And I think that's really great. And that's why I love production. That's why I love putting the extra, the extra mile in with production and doing those bells and whistles because I think it just makes for a greater experience in that intimate sort of level when you're listening, you know, you've got headphones on, you're listening to someone's re recording and you're just experiencing that production. I think it's really, really special. So a couple of things with production. Um, 
we can do to, just to kind of move that story along that's hard to do in, in songwriting necessarily. It's just some extra stuff you can do in production. But you kind of put this in your box to know that your song is going to do that. Your song will do that. So when you've got you when you write natural melodic lift into your chorus, right, the, the production can kind of bolster that even more. So what I'll generally do, depends on the mix, depends on a lot of things, but um, one trick that I like to do a lot is actually make the verses 3dB quieter than the choruses so that whenever the chorus comes in, it's actually physically louder than the rest of it, which gives it that extra boost, which sounds really good. Um, just kind of gives it that extra energy. Um, some other things that we can do is we can use panning. So maybe the verses or the bridge or something, we can bring in quite thin. So any instruments that are moved to the outside, we can bring them in during the verse. So the whole thing sounds quite thin and almost mono. And then when it gets the chorus, push them all out again and the song just opens out and all of a sudden sounds really wide and thick and lush, I guess, because it's just so big. Um, other things that you hear all the time is maybe sweeping frequencies in and out. So maybe during the verse, uh, you wind down the high end. So you'll only have the bottom end in. You kind of know that feeling. It sounds like the party next door type thing. And then when the chorus comes in, you open that filter back up and all the highs come back through or vice versa. Maybe you take the lows out and bring that in. So that sort of production things, which again is just moving our story along so that our, we can follow the character. We can uh, feel that satisfaction and that kind of brings attention before it if we're using some of those tricks. So that satisfaction is even greater um, because of the anticipation. Uh, what else can we do? Sometimes like reverbs, um, spatial effects, delays, that sort of thing, just to kind of um, push the music back, make it more atmospheric. Maybe if you've got a really sort of intimate vocal line, you might push all the, all the instruments back with a bit of reverb or delay and then uh, make the vocals really dry. And what that's going to do is make it feel like the singing is really, really close and it's not any closer than it is normally. It's just that because you've got that contrast of the instrument sounding further away, it makes you feel, makes you sound really close. Um, alternatively, if you've got a really loud bit, maybe in a heavy song where you want it to feel like the room's massive, you know, there's heaps of people in the room. You can put reverb on the whole thing so it kind of pushes it all back and makes it sort of mush in all together and it can make for a really big sort of powerful sound. We're probably not really thinking about this when we're writing our melodic lines or putting our lyrics in or writing our chords or whatever, but it's it's helpful to know that this sort of stuff can be in our box. So when we're kind of looking um, at a zoomed out view of our song and we see the different parts, we know, all right, well, more can be added during that chorus with some production effects. We can maybe thin out that verse. So you're kind of writing, seeing it all kind of come together. And this helps, I think, for your song to just feel completed, to know that it can be completed. And even though maybe it doesn't sound um, perfect to you now, you've got all the parts in there and you can kind of see, all right, well, this stuff we're adding in the production, which I think is really, really helpful. And I'm obviously, as a producer, I'm a big fan of production and what it can bring to your song and what it can add to your song. But I think um, if I could just encourage you, I think a lot of the songs that we hear on our Spotify playlist, a lot of the songs that we love um, started out as someone playing a guitar or playing a piano and singing melody and the rest of these parts were added in the studio or maybe down the track in the songwriting process or they were added during production or something like that. But they just started as regular songs. And when those songs are played 
in pubs as covers. Maybe you do covers of songs that you love. They still sound good because they've been written in such a way that follows journey and that follows story. But before they got to that end production that we enjoy listening to them as, they were just a song on a piano with melody and lyrics or a song on guitar with melody and lyrics and these parts and production have kind of been added to it. One thing that I found really difficult in production and something that I've had to do on a number of occasions and it just doesn't work is essentially trying to polish a turd with production, trying to make um, songs have punch and life and that sort of movement that we've been talking about when they haven't been written like that in the first place. So there's no dynamic in the melody range. So the chorus has no lift to the verse. So what it means I'm trying to do is like, I'm trying to make it louder. I'm trying to bring intention to release, but the, the chorus doesn't naturally lift. So no amount of production is going to do that. And trust me, I've tried a lot of things to kind of give, try and give certain parts of the song a kick um, by stripping out other parts or by adding new bits. But if the song isn't written with natural lift, if, if you've taken us, if you've taken a minute and a half to get us to the chorus, there's nothing I can do in that bit to make it interesting. It's just too long. Or if, yeah, like I said, if there's no melodic lift, I can't make the chorus sound any bigger. It just, it's not moving anywhere. Or if that rhythm is just the same the whole way through, um, short of like just deleting parts out of it, which I do on occasion if it needs it, it's really hard to give it movement. So we kind of, the production works if the songwriting has worked before. So you can spend a lot of time on production if you're working with something that kind of isn't good songwriting at the end of the day. That's not within a box that people want to hear. It's not going to provide that journey and that story. Alternatively, if you've got a song that's been written really good with all these things that we've talked about, it kind of, it's a super, super creative song, sounds great, but it's within this sort of framework that we know works. Man, production is just easy. It just happens. You can just, you add that, oh, move this, tweak that. It just kind of works because the song is great already and it sounds really good already. So I think the biggest takeaway from, from this episode and from this whole songwriting series is we need to just be writing with our audience in mind. I think that's kind of our perspective we want to be, we want to be focusing on is how are people going to hear this? And we don't want to sell out and write something that's not us. I think we can be super, super creative. We can express ourselves the way we want to express ourselves. But to do that within guidelines that people can expect, they can know, and they can trust, and that's just going to land a lot better. That's going to make you, um, I think, more satisfied with your songs because they're not random anymore. they kind of got a structure to them. But more importantly, your audience is going to connect with them and want to play it again and again and want to listen to your new song that comes out want to buy tickets to your show and all that sort of thing because you've connected story with them. Just like our favorite movies, just like our favorite books, just like our favorite music has done. So make sure you grab my PDF if you haven't already. It's just a really simple guide that kind of um, talks about a lot of this stuff that we've been going through, but then just gives like a framework and like almost bullet point, checkpoint things you can go, all right, I've done this with my melody. I've done this with my rhythm. I've done this with my harmony. Um, I've sorted out my parts. It's got tension. It's got release. It's got story. And you can kind of check those off when you're songwriting, which gives you like the 30,000 foot view where you can go, all right, this is my song. It needs this bit still. That bit's really good. I need, probably need to tweak that bit so that bit has more impact. You can kind of look at it holistically um, just by understanding 
um, what's in the box. So that's that's my box. That's how I like writing. I think you could tweak that to make it exactly what you want. So if you're into metal, it's going to be slightly different. If you're into rock, it's going to be slightly different. Pop, slightly different. Um, jazz, slightly different. Whatever it is. But I think the concept is the same that we want to be moving people on a journey. So maybe that journey looks a little bit different. But I still encourage you to grab that PDF so you can have a look at what it could look like in a box and then just tweak it so that it fits your music. So thanks for hanging out with me during this series. Um, I've got lots coming up with songwriting because I'm just very, very passionate about it. want to do some live streams, want to do some workshops here in the studio, plus a ton of other things. In the meantime, I'm recording short episodes every week, 15, 20 minutes on YouTube. If you're there right now, you can subscribe so that you see those coming up. Give this video a like for me as well if it was helpful today. It's on your favorite podcast app. Um, you can email me at studio at dotadate.com. If you want to grab that PDF, dotadate.com forward slash artist. So D-O-T-T-E-D forward slash artist. If you're on YouTube, there's a link below. Thanks so much for hanging out. Make some music this week and we'll talk again soon. 